0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
1: Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday's Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to discuss part two of why Emmett Smith does not get his just due from some fans. The third and most overhyped and overstated reason fans contend that Smith was successful is because he ran behind a great offensive line. Perhaps the best line. Really? Does anyone discredit former Steelers middle linebacker Jack Lambert's achievements because he played behind arguably the best defensive line ever? No, I rarely ever hear that. Many great backs ran behind great offensive lines. So why does Emmett get knocked for having an excellent line while others don't? Franco Harris in Pittsburgh ran behind a great offensive line led by Hall of Fame center, Mike Webster. John Riggins ran behind a great offensive line led by Hall of Fame guard, Russ Grimm and possible future Hall of Fame tackle, Joe Jacoby. Buffalo's O.J. Simpson benefited from running behind The Electric Company, led by Hall of Fame guard Joe Delamalier. In Green Bay, Jim Taylor and Paul Horning ran behind perhaps the best tackle in Hall of Famer Forrest Gregg. They also had center Jim Ringo and guard Jerry Kramer, both Hall of Famers. Cleveland's Jim Brown, who many consider the best running back ever, had three Hall of Famers blocking for him, although not all at the same time. Lou Groza and Mike McCormick at tackles and Gene Hickerson at guard. The 1970s Raiders also had an outstanding offensive line, led by tackle Art Shell and guard Gene Upshaw both Hall of Famers, but they never had a running back who could rack up the yardage that Emmett Smith did. Marv Hubbard and Mark Van Eken were excellent backs, but they weren't on the same level as Emmett Smith. Larry Zonka may have had the best offensive line ever with arguably the best pulling guard, Hall of Famer, Larry Little. He also had Hall of Fame center Jim Langer and a possible future Hall of Fame guard Bob Kuchenberg. So powerful was that offensive line that their quarterback Bob Greasy threw the ball only 12 times combined in the 1973 AFC Championship and the Super Bowl victory two weeks later. And here's the kicker. From 1990 to 1992, when Smith gained 937 yards, 1,563 yards, and 1,713 yards respectively, none, I repeat, none of the Cowboys offensive linemen was named All-Pro. Yes, Smith did have a great offensive line from 1993 to 1997. A line, most would agree, was the best offensive line in the game at that time. But that's just five years of the 15 years Smith played in the NFL. That means for 66% of his career, Smith ran behind an average or slightly above average offensive line. Consider this, only one offensive lineman who played for Dallas in those years, Larry Allen became a Hall of Fame player. But Allen didn't join the Cowboys until 1994 and didn't become a full-time starter until 1995. That means Smith had already played five full seasons before Allen started paving the way. By 1999, the Cowboys were no longer a playoff team. Larry Allen alone among Cowboys offensive linemen was named All-Pro, yet Smith continued to be productive, gaining 1,397 rushing yards that year. Was that Cowboys line as good as people say, or was some of that media-created? Until former Oakland Raiders head coach John Madden started announcing, not too many fans noticed the offensive linemen. Madden, a former offensive lineman himself, put them in the spotlight. Madden took great pleasure in promoting the Washington Redskins' Hogs during the 1980s, and he took the same joy in promoting the Great Wall in Dallas during the 1990s. Suddenly, offensive linemen were in the limelight. While it's true that a great offensive line can make a running back look better, Isn't it also true that a great running back can make an offensive line look better? Watch some replays of Smith's runs and look at how often he made the first defender miss the tackle. Look at some film and watch how many times Smith knocked a blitzing linebacker on his rear end. Doesn't great play in one inspire great play in others? What offensive lineman wouldn't love to have an Emmett Smith to block for? Nothing fires up an offensive line more than to know they have a true warrior running behind them. Guard Nate Newton has repeatedly stated that he was a below average player until Emmett Smith joined the team. What's my conclusion? While it's true that many great athletes have their critics It seems to me that Emmett Smith has more than most. And while it's impossible to counter emotional gibberish, it's easy to show that other repeated criticisms just don't hold water.
0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday. And Thursday and Monday, whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at ThriveFantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA, golf, cricket, esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guarantee contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit SportsHistoryNetwork.com slash Thrive, that's T-H-R-I-V-E, or enter promo code S-H-N when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own
1: NFL season.